Welcome to Girls Room, where each week we unpack the foundational text of the 2010s, HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray. I have my incredible co-host with me, Drew Haskins. Hi, everyone. And we have a very special guest, a repeat guest joining us for the finale of Girls. Never thought I'd see the day. Wow. It's a lot of pressure. You are. You're a fan favorite and Vanity Fair writer and just all around hilarious smart voice i'm so happy to have you chris murphy everyone oh my god wow fan favorite what an honor <laughs> oh god I, I, mean... I love the fan base i love them all <laughs> what should we call them we we don't girlettes nope. girlettes the girlies the girlies, <laughs> the girlies. Like, yeah girls that could work too. it could just be girls yeah <laughs> girlettes what am i talking about girlinas oh <laughs> girlettes is the worst thing i've ever seen I love girlette, honestly. Like, I'm a girlette. I'm a proud, a proud girlette. Card carrying. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be girlette now. Actually, I'm glad that it took us 62 episodes of this show to finally come up with a fan base name. So fitting, just in time for the final episode. Just yeah. in time. In time. Well, we have we have more episodes ahead of us, Chris. I don't know if you heard. We're doing uh, Gossip Girl now. <gasps> oh my god, original flavor, original, original flavor. flavor. It's the only one. It's the only flavor. It's the only one. Wait, yeah, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, you should come back for an episode. Oh, I would love to. I'm I'm really I'm such a Blair, but I have some respect for Serena. Yeah, you're either a Blair or Serena. There's all you know. That's the that's the binary. Yeah, I'm. I see no shades of Serena in myself. I am a Blair through and through. But Drew, I see. I honestly, you might be the rare, uh, I don't know. I see. I I have cuspy tendencies, but I do self-identify as a Serena. Wow. I do. It takes a bold person to say that. I stand in it. I, I just, I find her energy so captivating. Um, and I feel like it would be so nice to be a Blair. Like there is a lot of power in being a Blair. Mm. I just don't think I'm there yet. I need some time to cook. You are They're... always running around saying, I have to go. <laughs> I, <laughs> that is always doing that. That was me last night, like oh. hanging out with friends. I like very much pulled a Serena exit, which is a, a definitely like a softer, more polite Irish goodbye. But um, yeah, it's it's a good thing. To I do, love this I thing she does with her mouth. It's like like when she talks, like well, she talk. doesn't she can't move her like jaw at all. There's not a lot of movement. <laughs> It's, it's that lock jaw, that waspy lock jaw. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, right, right I'm so excited. Honestly, I know. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god! A preview episode alert. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jumping ahead of ourselves. Before we get into girls, gossip girl, any girls, I want to talk to you. I mean, this is coming out on Friday, but I would love to hear your Golden Globes hopes, dreams, predictions. Okay. Watching after this, I assume. oh, a hundred percent. Oh, I'm. I'll be logged in. I'll be boop boop bop. That's me typing and shooting <laughs> out some tweets and some articles. Even, um, I think this is a really good year for movies. Actually, as crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds, um, so my heart <laughs> is split in like many many a way. It's like I. I, I ride for my girl Emma Stone and Poor Things, and yet I also ride for my girl Natalie Portman in May December. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do there? Yes. You know, I want I want the world for Ryan Gosling and Barbie, but I also want Charles Melton to choke me. So it's it's hard to sort of to to pick, but I don't know. I think it's probably I think the new Golden Globes are going to be like we're feminist, and Barbie was very clearly feminist, so we're going to put all of our yeah. eggs in that basket. So I think it's going to have a big night, which is. Uh, fine 
so boring. <laughs> to go- boring, boring for sure. Um, and expected, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think we might get some, it might be just all Barbie and Oppenheimer, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get a little, a little funky with it. A little, yeah. a little crazy. I feel like Golden Globes might not want to be all feminist Barbie because I feel like that's what's expected at the Oscars or maybe vice versa because Oscars are more like, no offense, respected, you know? <laughs> they are a much no offense. Yeah. But this new age for the Golden Globes, I, I, I think they're trying to like rebrand. I think they want to rebrand as the Oscars, which is like, why I feel they yeah they might be be, also there may be like the poptimists like yeah golden globes are the poptimists what's that whack-ass award they have now it's box office cinematic achievement which is i think is going to go to barbie oh but i feel like that's why they have taylor swift in the building taylor Uh, swift i'm not gay and she made that very clear this week yeah yeah, (laughs) she needed to before the golden globes she said let me throw sean mendes under a bus right now and and make it very clear i am a heterosexual woman in love with my boyfriend travis kelsey Mm -hmm. um and i will be taking home the box office achievement award which is an insane award because like the achievement of a box office is that you made money so yeah. why do you need an award yeah. for that? You don't, you don't. And maybe that, I mean, I think maybe two reasons they had that award this year, because maybe they did want to give Barbie something and they also wanted Taylor in the building. Yeah. And you kill two birds with one stone. So you Barbie do. could still win, but you get Taylor in the building if she's nominated. Yeah. yeah. Because that, I mean, the Globes have always been so, and I say this with all the love and respect and I love them for it. They've been so star fuckery for years. Like, <laughs> Angelina Jolie, the tourist, remember that? Angelina Jolie, the tourist, Gaga winning for AHS Hotel. (laughs) Oh my God, I blocked that out. I blocked out that Gaga win. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, they were not, they were not afraid to fuck a star, that that awards body. No, and they keep doing it. I actually cannot wait. I love award shows. It's so, it really is the season. There, honestly, I'm going to go full tilt and just put 10 toes down and say, there's no reason to keep living between January and March if you live in New York, if not for award season. Yes. There, yeah. You don't need to go out there. There's, no, there's nothing to live for mm-hmm. between except now and the Oscars for. except award season. And I do, I do really believe that. So bring it on, bring it on. Yeah. Have you been to, you've been to an award show, I assume, as a I, so. I have been to the Tonys. I've been to the Tonys okay. in the building. And then I've been like on the Emmys red carpet, but mm-hmm. then watched from like some uh, from the press room there. And then I went, I watched the Oscars from the Vanity Fair red carpet. So I wasn't, I didn't go to the Oscars, but I was like around. And I did, see, I did see some stars. I will say. I saw, I, so, <laughs> I did, and I didn't fuck any of them, but I tried. Um, <laughs> I opened Grinder right next to Sean Mendez, and nothing happened. And I opened Grinder right next to Pedro Pascal, and there was a blank profile. Oh, okay. That's so see, that's that. the that's the journalistic research we need for uh-huh. that. Is the tea? That okay, get up, Dumois. Do you think she could do something with that? <laughs> Melissa, Melissa, probably she probably already has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, I love it. Oh God. But yeah, no, I'm a big I've you know, I've dabbled in, in award shows, but the, for the Golden Globes, I'll be on my couch. Yeah. Yes. And typing up a storm. Or you know, it's it's where I belong. But uh, is I'm there excited. one is there one win that you absolutely need to see tonight? Woo! Okay, a win that I need to see. Oh, that's such a such a good question. Um 
Oh, you know who I do need to see, but I do think he might not win. I'm going to go Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction, Best Actor in a Comedy. It could be Paul Giamatti. I liked I the holdovers. I really enjoyed, you know, lots of respect for that. Paul Giamatti's great, but I need Jeffrey Wright. He was so great. It's his time. He is, it's his Julianne Moore still Alice year, except American Fiction is actually a fantastic film <laughs> and I champion it. Um, so if I had to pick one that I really wanted to see, I would say that and then runner up Danielle Brooks for uh color purple, best supporting actress. I love her. Um, that's what I want to see. And you know what? They both might not come true. And Honestly, I, they both might though. But they both might, and that's the thing. I do love and you know, I <laughs> the only way I'd be okay with Jeffrey Wright not winning is if Timmy Chalamet wins for Wonka. My oh yeah, <laughs> my dark horse, my king Wonka, my chocolatier. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if Timothy Chalamet won for Wonka. Yeah. I the rush of emotions. As someone who honestly enjoyed that film, like really low key, yeah, I thought it was actually really good and I like like choked up a couple times. Wow. I'd be so proud of my king, Timmy, <laughs> who oh, sang and danced his little butt off, didn't do a British accent because he didn't feel like it. Like <laughs> was only a little bit zany, but like very charming. I'd be happy for his skinny yeah. little ass. Okay. All right. I, I think those are great answers, except for Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and I, the, the thing I would love to see is some May-December representation, but I don't yeah. think yeah. it happen. I, I, I think Charles like Melton could win. I think he could win, and I would be so happy if he did. I think, I I do think they want to be buzzy, the Golden Globes, and I, he yeah. could use it because he got left off the BAFTA list, which is so yeah. sad. Um, I would. I could definitely see Charles Melton. Yeah. That's a good yeah. call. Because I don't think Ryan Gosling wants it, honestly. No. I mean, I everyone's saying that RDJ is the favorite, which yeah. I'm seeing a little bit of a villain narrative around him in that movie um, that I think is a little unearned. I I mean, I loved Oppenheimer. Like, I think I it, like it's a masterpiece, I think. And he is great in it. It's just, I think people are really fatigued about him um yeah. and charles melton is such a good story that it's really i think people are glomming onto it i also do think charles melton should win over robert i incredible. i think the, i think the performance was for me more stronger from charles melton than rdj and i think rdj was totally waning and like a little bit of a villain narrative but do you know what i think is going to save rdj and why i think he'll probably end up winning this fucking sydney sweeney euphoria memes compared no. to his character from Oppenheimer to Cassie from Euphoria. I laugh every <laughs> time I see the cut of Cassie and uh, Jacob Elordi and then RDJ and Einstein. It's fucking great. Um, so that might actually, that might have been like the second win that he needed to you know, mean, push him over the edge. A meme is the bre- best promo you could have. It's, it's organic. Day. You can't buy it. You can't. It has to just organically come. Yeah. And yeah. and it's that meme is really really game. And like that Charles Melton performance, incredible. And I m- probably my favorite movie of the year. Um, not a memeable performance. It's really no. not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, really it's not memeable. Yeah, it's not like I, a. <laughs> Julianne got all the memeable moments in that, That's and I mean true. even then, that is such a scary terrific performance that even memeing it in the first place is a little like I think we're kind of yeah 
she is, I have said for years, and I, in high school, I remember thinking I was so interesting. I thought I was so cool and interesting because we'd always get into these conversations about who's your favorite actress. And everyone would be like, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep. And I'd say, actually, my favorite antr- actress is this little known actress named Julianne Moore. And so what uh, you suck I on that? And so I love, and I love her in this. I think she's absolutely amazing. And I just, so I'm obvious, I'm obvious, I'm rooting for her. Um, yes. Full villain, full, like, oh, just so heartbreaking. Oh, so manipulative, so good. And it's honestly, I saw this as sort of a stolen tweet, but people, the discourse around May, December is getting really, I'll say it, stupid. Yeah. Um, and it's, there was a really good tweet. I have no idea who it's by, but whoever you are, shout out to you. Whoever said, you can't put Todd Haynes on Netflix. Dumb people shouldn't have access to Todd Haynes. You should have to know where an indie film theater is and buy a ticket to the cinema and that's how you should be able to see it you, it shouldn't have been accessible for everybody in the world because they can't understand it they can't you know it. i mean yeah gate, some gates are kept for a reason yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i'm i'm <laughs> pro gatekeeper don't let everybody in or maybe some things just should be uh more intentional you know you don't just want to throw on may december maybe you need to uh yeah go go on your computer search where to see and <laughs> and make an active choice rather than just having it like yes. autoplay after an episode of love is blind i think exactly. that is yeah probably the best way to do that one thousand percent i love my favorite actress julianne moore and i thought she was incredible <laughs> in that. oh i love that as your favorite a- actress in high school it was I think it was inspired I mean I I was really happy for her for still else but I think I saw Boogie Nights in high school for the first time because I was like yeah oh this is a way that I, with my friends I can see a huge dick at the end of the movie yeah, um, and then I became so obsessed with her and then Far From Heaven and then the hour obviously I was obsessed yeah. with her so it's like and all of those added together made her my absolute favorite and I favorite actress and I think she was in some campaign where she was like as like Bulgari or something and she was like wearing a green velvet dress and there was like a cheetah around her or something that was so stunning it was I'm sure I could find it and we'll put it in the episode notes yeah she does not get enough credit for having like a truly impeccable face card well she is 63 years old and she looks like maybe early 40s it's insane to me in a way that like has no evidence of work it's like i don't know what and even if there is work i celebrate that how does she do it there's certainly a facelift in there i'll say that but yeah it's it's just it is really well done it is so good oh god i just oh yeah i just found it it's bulgari oh my god my brain there's like a little lion (laughs) cub and she's naked and the face card is not declining. Uh, I really, I recommend everybody listening to this, stop what you're doing. Google Julianne Moore Bulgari ad. Banned from Venice. Oh, Banned wow. from Venice and St. Mark's. Looking at it now. This rocks. I was what like, this, a what She's, a woman. What a woman. All right. I'm going to buy this on eBay. You can buy it. Like, <laughs> buying it on eBay. $10. Not bad. Not bad. That's pretty, not that's bad. pretty good. Should okay. we get into, we get into our it. our impeccable women for yeah. one last time? Yeah, yeah, oh we were. Really, oh, it's so sad. Did you notice though that like I I was thinking about this when I after you so graciously asked me to be on the podcast, they were back in the discourse again this week out of seemingly nowhere. People were, were chatting they? about the girls this week. Why this week? Because there was like a super cut of like Adam and Hannah. Um, oh, being like this is big and carry for mentally ill people, and everybody was like, "Well, <laughs> actually, I mean, big and carry were also for mentally ill people, but just a different." That's time. also true. <laughs> yeah, it's big and carry for like people who don't do their laundry enough. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's <Who'd>... me. <laughs> yeah. 
that is so who don't clean their bathroom (laughs) yeah 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 exactly i gotta do that later (laughs) so should we i guess before we get into like the meat and potatoes of the episode chris i'm really interested in hearing what you think about this as a series finale because julia and i are a little bit of two minds about this and before we get into it just want to situate where you are yeah well I have to talk about it where I was when you know like when it was the real series finale like what point in my life that was and then also now so back then I think it was like what year was this like 24 20 what year was this show end Uh, 2017 2017 okay so I was like fresh sort of like new in the city still kind of young and I don't think I fully understood it like the idea of babies was so crazy I it was it was sort of beyond my grasp of of what the world could be. So I think I was like, that's that was a little weird. I, I didn't really get it. Um, and now at the ripe old age of 30 and like having, you know, friends with kids and having lived a life of <laughs> in New York, I'm like, oh my God, she did it again. God damn it. Lena did it again. And she she knew that it probably wasn't what anybody was expecting or wouldn't feel satisfying if you think of girls as a show about four girls but if you think of a sh- girls as a show about hannah and her journey which it really is it begins with hannah ends with Hannah. it is hannah's story i don't i don't see how she could have ended it better i don't see because it it had the satisfying ultimate last beat and yet it was chock full of jokes chock full of unexpected stuff advice um Marnie doing a British accent while masturbating. <laughs> like, what else do you want? So I think while I initially it didn't hit for me upon rewatching it at the state that I'm in in my life right now, I was like, fuck. Complimentary. I, I mean, you I couldn't have said it better myself. And I this was my first time rewatching it and like since I watched it for the first time, because I thought this I, when I first watched it, I was like, well, that was disappointing. But, Mm -hmm. you know, different place in my life watching it today. I was like, wow, that I mean, I don't know. I I really I I liked it a lot. It was very also as a woman who is like, like wants kids at some point, but is also terrified and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I I see you, Hannah, and you see me. I see you. This was such a good episode. This was a movie. This episode was a movie. It is. It's like a short, it's like its own contained short film. And really you can think of like girls ending like the episode before, like that's the end of girls with the four girls. And then this is sort of like an epilogue short film addendum in a way that is so, that does really sort of round it out in a way that was about the actual themes of the show in terms of mothers and daughters and relationships and friendships and being okay. A girl who's going to be okay. Girl who's going to be okay. And (laughs) what I really like about this episode is I think there could have been a world in which Hannah's like motherhood is like the end of the journey for Hannah. Like the maturing is done. Like she's like a true blue adult in the world. And this episode makes it very clear that she is still messy, still like kind of flailing in a way. And obviously this is such a huge transition and I'm glad that the show really depicts like the difficulties and like how childish that she still is in some ways but oh yeah it still feels like growth it does feel like growth and I loved I mean I 
<laughs> at different points of the episode, you're like, wow, Hannah, you're being a huge bitch. You're being like, you're being awful. And then like, right when you feel that way, then it will switch and be like, Marnie, you're being insane. And you're <laughs> being a huge, and it's like, these dynamics will probably never, like, they'll never change. They're still the people that they were, even though they have grown. And yet it ends on a beat where you're like, even if they're still messy and imperfect and will never not have these sort of narcissistic tendencies or their weird quirks, they are going to be okay. And you want them. And ultimately you want them to be okay. If you don't want them to be okay, then I think you're a bad person. Right. Can't help. <laughs> can't, can't help you. I really, I was, I was really blown away. Wait, Drew, what did you think? What was your, did you, when you initially watched it like years ago, were you, were you yeah. like, yes, no, maybe so? So I've always been really positive about this episode. Um, it does have an epilogue feel that I think is very interesting compared to most TV shows. Um, I've always thought that like the thematic element of this really worked for me. Um, mm. Watching this again, because I haven't rewatched this since 2017 either. The performances in this episode are so good in... I mean, we should just go through beat by beat oh. and walk through it like we usually yeah. do. But like Becky Ann Baker and this Becky Ann motherfucking is Baker, unbelievable. Mother was invented, honestly, for Becky yeah. Ann Baker. <laughs> it, she invented it. This episode, she is doing such complicated, nuanced, incredible work. And it's like I didn't get it. Like I didn't realize when I watched it in 2017 that Hannah was doing exactly to Becky and to Loreen what she was accusing Grover of doing to her, rejecting yeah. her, pushing her away. Be, like, and, and that sort of parallelism is so apparent now and so rich. And Beck, and Lorene knows what she's doing. And it's like, I can't help her realize this and lets her walk away. And it takes, you know, magical <laughs> um, 14 year old fighting with her mom to make Hannah sort of realize a little bit what's going on. Oh, it's just so well constructed. Yeah. Sorry, we can go beat by beat, but I just, I mean, ooh, we got a flower. Yeah. Yep. She was maybe the best. I'm. I don't know. There was so much good about this episode. But before we dive in, I'll give a little recap of last week. Um, Hannah scored a teaching job upstate at what we're guessing is Bard College. That feels um, right. Spiritual. You know. <laughs> uh, Shosh got engaged to a guy that she met at a Sprinkles cupcake vending machine, and invited everyone to celebrate except for Hannah. And it's at this engagement party where Hannah does end up that we saw our girl group kind of unravel. And like we were just saying last week, it could have been like the perfect finale. But, mm -hmm. you know, now we have this beautiful epilogue. Yeah. And that's the last that we see of um, of Jessa and Shosh. Like we don't see them yeah. again this episode. Yep. Um, which is, okay, I'm sorry. I should know this, but I didn't watch the second last episode. Does Adam end up with, Jessa again is that what is that how it sort of ends I forgot so in episode eight he goes back to the apartment after a day spent with Hannah like ah. in this like delusional fantasy that they're going to raise the baby together overalls um, pregnant overalls I always want to be that for Halloween yeah <laughs> really really good I think we're supposed to understand though from like episode nine that I think Jess and Adam split up. Mm. Yeah, Do you get that, Julia? Hard to, it's hard to tell for sure, but I think it was suggested. The fact that she, we were talking about this last week, uh, Jessa waited outside of Shosh's apartment all day for the party to start. And I think that is kind of the tell. Like, mm. she, 
didn't have anything else. She to had do. nothing else yeah. to do, nowhere else to go. She wasn't hanging with Adam. Yeah, that feels spiritually right. And I do remember, obviously, the amazing scene where like Jessa and Hannah forgive each other. You know, it it felt that like this was a boy from both of their past in that. In totally. that, that existed yeah. there and and will stay there but i forgot like, like the specific details but oh god that's so good they were trying I their know. best they were trying their best trying um, their best they really i mean upon second viewing this last season is good it's really good there and are people two... didn't say that back then i think no i mean this finale was not remembered or was not uh reviewed how was it reviewed? I don't remember. I, I was going back and reading a few of the contemporary reviews and it's a little split. I think mm-hmm. most people thought it worked very well as an episode of television, but not as a series finale. Mm-hmm. Where which I can I understand those critiques to an extent because like the epilogue feel is a little anticlimactic in some ways. Um yeah. and I think there are like things about this episode that don't fully work. Um but I don't know. I think like watching it again. Yeah. Like we've kind of all said it. Like it really does hit so much differently now mm-hmm. than it did six years ago. Yeah. Also, also kind of just like a cozy, like troubled vignette. I don't know. I let's, let's take it from the top. Take um, it from the top. <laughs> Hannah wakes up in bed with Marnie spooning. Um, Marnie apparently climbed <laughs> through the window in the middle of the night. And she wants <laughs> to help which I, I mean, just that mental image is perfect. But Marnie wants to help Hannah raise her child. Isn't and... it like, oh, sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I, was, so I was just going to quote the incredibly Marnie spiel she gives. She says, I win. I'm your best friend. I'm the best at being your friend. I love you the most. <laughs> that and that is what friendship is it is a competition and it yeah. always has been for marnie and that is so perfectly telling i i like it was oh. so great the first shot isn't the first shot of the final episode it mirrors the first shot of the very first episode or, yes. or not yeah. maybe the first shot but that shot of like hannah and marnie in bed together spooning oh my be, god I was no, like, that, you're so right yeah it's so perfect it's like sort of there it's it's circular but also Things have clearly changed in these past six seasons. Um, I I loved that. And I loved Marnie. Marnie being clearly at the end. Of, like, have, she's nothing. She's nothing else. So, of course, she'd show up. She'd break into Hannah's house. Because Hannah always needs saving. And Hannah will always let her in, no matter what. And, mm-hmm. of course, she'll, you know, and it's kind of hard, hard truths. Because it's like, Hannah didn't really have, you know, she doesn't really have anybody else. Yeah. Um, for Marty to assert herself like that and for to her for her mental illness to be so clear yeah. I win. I'm your best friend um you have no other options but me really strong start to the episode I think. oh yeah and like this is where my like inner Marnie really kicks into if the options are to stay uh living in my mom's home gym or go have like a fantasy like child raising fantasy in the middle of upstate new york like i'm choosing the latter like yeah. that that's a no-brainer oh 100 percent. and the thing is it's like we'll see that like hannah kind of needs somebody oh she, she needs, certainly, yeah. does. certainly does so while marnie's might be doing these for or might have broken into hannah's house and is helping with the baby for potentially person like sort of selfish reasons because she needs something to do 
it's quite lucky for Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She needs a project. And also in this very Charlotte from Sex in the City way is having this kind like she seems to have this maternal, this unanswered maternal instinct. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it takes me back to like Charlotte and Miranda when Charlotte was involving herself in all the baby decisions because yeah. she was pregnant. Because she yeah. Oh gosh, that is such a good parallel you're right that and they're cut and you know charlotte and marnie are cut for the same club oh, oh yeah <laughs> More I mean, we know that i i don't know i thought this was such a good episode i'll say it again um the like i guess centerpiece of the episode is hannah can't breastfeed um mm. the baby won't latch and marnie is like it, it's like the most intimate thing so I've heard <laughs> that you can do with your baby and Marnie is just like cannot stop meddling and inter- intervening and I, I it's it's a really hard thing to watch she she says that um what did she say that that babies who breastfeed get into better colleges <laughs> <laughs> and she breastfeed for two years and look how well she's doing yeah and and uh hannah didn't breastfeed at all and that's that's exactly marnie's point (laughs) exactly god when they're at um the uh they're at the pediatrician and the baby's getting weighed and marnie's like everyone here looks pretty fucking formula fed as an insult (laughs) incredible incredible line incredible delivery again i've said this before no none of these girls get enough credit for being amazing actresses oh yeah it's perfect delivery Mm -hmm. every single person um but it's it is I don't think, you know, back when I watched it, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not a mother yet, you know, maybe one day, but I don't think I understood how important and how devastating that would be for a mom to yeah. feel that, that her newborn baby or newborn son yeah. was rejecting her in that way and was un- unable to establish that connection um, and seeing it through the lens of how important that can be and how, you know, and how moms how difficult it is to be a mom and how moms beat themselves up over the smallest things that feels like such a big thing i could see why hannah is in her own hannah way completely spiraling about it oh yeah Yeah. i mean before we get too far away from the pediatrician scene um i do need to point out the one line when uh (laughs) um hannah says oh yeah the baby's basically the perfect weight and uh marnie says that's like the best compliment a person can get yeah <laughs> <laughs> this this episode ding, ding, ding. is also one of ding, ding, ding. the funniest episodes of the show too like so many good one-liners the shot yeah. of marnie vaping in the pediatrician waiting room was oh, out God. fucking right unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable i really i went because i i did not remember that i re- i rewound i was like that she couldn't she didn't she's like making fun of these formula fed babies and vaping oh in front of them oh gosh i also it for that scene when the doctor when like the um substitute uh doctor is like she's looking at a waterfall with her family do you want to yeah. interrupt her <laughs> like the most the most important thing a doctor on vacation could be doing just that that detail and of course hannah's answer to that like rhetorical question is like well yes (laughs) she is (laughs) well yes i mean well well, yes i i really loved also uh so they're in the car afterwards having this argument about breastfeeding um and marnie's like having this movie moment she's (laughs) fast car comes on and she starts doing her um like giving her all to the song but like 
oh, and in a way that feels casual because she's like I'm yes. not like singing but it's like but yeah. she is really intentionally but I have an amazing voice but yeah. I have an amazing voice Luke mm-hmm. Combs found dead in a ditch really yes. like this is my fast car cover I honestly feel honored I'm all I the last I I tend to come when Marnie has a musical moment that's I right like I was here for stronger and I I'm so happy to be here that again that's so true wow it is, it's full, full circle, circle. Yeah. I mean I don't know just the perfect like you said the it she's making it casual but but it's not she's 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 hitting the notes you got a fast car she's gonna I'm, I'm like I really identify with her because with that but I will say something with the, that the writers do that's so great in terms of the push and pull of like Marnie being the villain and Hannah being the villain Marnie's being annoying as fuck and Hannah's like being actually really nice like please can you shut up and like being as nice as she possibly can be to be like you're annoying me I this is the last thing that I want to hear but then the last beat of that scene is the baby crying when Marnie stops singing it like the oh. ba- like the baby like <laughs> in the baby, and Hannah being uh, selfish and depriving the baby of like a nice music. Arnie's nice uh, music and a nice song. Yes, I mean exactly. It's so it's such a perfect beat. Um, yeah, I mean a big episode. theme of this episode is like Marnie potentially being a better better at like the technique of mothering than Hannah maybe is. Um, because we immediately more cut more prepared and like she's doing she's reading all the books she's teaching Hannah like the proper technique to make an envelope with her <laughs> oh, my, oh the my god least, the least intuitive thing I've ever heard <laughs> I thought that was so such a great like piece of the script like just think about the most like unclear analogy you could come up with for breastfeeding Oh, and it was so funny that Hannah, too, when she's like, oh, my God, it's like, don't be so pretentious. It's pronounced envelope. Like, and it was like, wait, it's pretentious of you to correct her pronunciation. Like, that's like, <laughs> like, you're being like, I was like, oh, that's so such a Hannah insult because you're doing the thing that you're insulting Marty for. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, What is, else does she say? Every time you say nipple, a fairy dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh. And, and Marnie really is taking, I mean, I see both sides because like you said, Marnie is maybe seems like the more natural fit, like just her disposition, her stress levels seem more equipped to, I don't know, go through this very stressful moment. But at the same time, she doesn't have like the postpartum, the mm-hmm. like literally being the mother going on. So yeah, yeah, easy for you to feel not stressed, but yeah, easy for you to swallow. Yeah, it's because it isn't really happening to Marnie, even though she is inserting herself into it because it does give her a sense of purpose. Yeah, which, I mean, is, you can see both sides. Yeah. I mean, Marnie has this very like gentle way that she's uh speaking. She says like she Hannah needs to stop stressing because it's stressing the baby out, and then Hannah's says so it's my fault and i don't know it's just this really tense moment two of them but hannah's also not treating marnie very nicely like when we go to that scene where they're watching full house um and um hannah poses the incredibly important question would the olsen twins still be fashion moguls if they had not been on full house (laughs) and that Um, is such and we still don't have an answer to that no we'll never know (laughs) but probably not i probably not but like hannah hannah's treating her like good like she hired help. Yeah. Slave. I'm done with this when she hands over the juice box. Ugh. Is a child. I'm done with like, and Marnie instinctively knows that she's got to go get her another one. And all Marnie wants to do is go and see a jazz trio and, and have a cheese flight. Is that uh, so much to ask for one no. night? No, in the Taboli. Like, yeah, she needs to she needs to go see a live jazz trio at a wine bar and like yeah. men 
And yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hannah's like, okay, great. I'll just stay at home with Grover alone. So yeah, yeah which is like, Marnie's sort of the villain in the swaddling scene. And then Hannah's kind of the villain in the, the wine drinking scene. Cause she's yeah. like, she's preventing Marnie who is, even if it's self serving, she is being really helpful. And clearly Hannah can't be alone. Yeah. Uh, preventing her one night out. Oh, it is. It's and it, it says so much without saying it exactly, right? It didn't. It's not like, well, mm-hmm. I want to stay here, and you want. I need to like uh, that. That art is dead. If you go to any Netflix show, everything is every everything that was subtext oh. is text. They just be like, yeah. writing has gotten so bad since this point. So true. I mean that. No, you've you've hit the nail on the head. I mean oh. it. Just all the the quiet tension and the you know exactly what the deal is because. I don't know. We flashed to Marnie trying to have some semblance of like a young single woman's life. She's mm-hmm. partition taking... playing in the background. Oh yes, taking nudes to partition. Uh, like the most funny kind of uh like pinupy uh shots. She has a makeup brush that she's like rubbing in her cleavage. I really <laughs> thought that was. Great. She's doing body contouring. She was incredible. Ahead ahead of her time. I don't know what I thought she was doing, but yeah. uh, Allison Williams, like this is I guess the last opportunity we have to say this, but Dame Allison Williams is one of the greatest actresses we have, one of the greatest comedians we have. Like her sense of physical comedy in this episode, between like even just like positioning the makeup brush to like the scene we'll get into later. I just Uh. She does not get enough credit for being a wonderful, wonderful actress. A wonderful actress who perhaps, and you know what? She got a little bit more credit this year. I did write an article after Megan. Remember M3 again? I guess it was last year. She was so good. She was so great in that playing like a Marnie type, like a a tight, sort of tightly wound person. She does that better than anybody else. Like that type of white girl. Mm -hmm. Allison Williams stamp, like she's got that down, move out of the way. Anna Kendrick move out of the way, whoever else. Like it's it's Allison Williams. And God, watching her try to let loose and try to have a semblance of a personal life. And you know, Hannah like freaking out, being like, Grover hates me, Grover hates me. And it's all about Hannah yet again. I felt for her. I felt for her and her her brush, her makeup brush. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so toxic, just Hannah. <laughs> yeah. And not even acknowledging that awkward moment. Like, not even acknowledging that Marnie is in lingerie like just hands over the baby Gosh. and then marnie's holding the baby right and she looks in the mirror and she's like in lingerie and she's like we need to call in the big guns yeah no. yep and she, she calls um <laughs> lorene shows up and <laughs> so funny hannah's dead asleep and she tries to gently wake her and then she yells to wake her up she goes what she said like hannah are you awake yet and then she says, oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> Grover has been up for three hours. That yeah. is yeah. Like, not to mom shame. I would no, never do that, but shame, but yeah, mm-hmm. raises my eyebrows. Um, <laughs> I'm making yeah. a face. Yeah, I mean, Hannah or Marnie reveals that she called Lorraine not to necessarily help Hannah, but to help Marnie help Hannah mm-hmm. because Hannah's a handful. Yeah, and Marnie yeah. doesn't really know what she's doing, really. Yeah, and that's, like, they're both, like, flailing a little bit, and Lorene's obviously done this before, um, but Hannah just can't, it's so weird, like, she wants to be self-sufficient, she wants help, but she also doesn't want help from certain people, which I, like, that's a very relatable Mm. impulse, 
Um, but it does lead to like having a psychotic break on your front porch with say like what Mari calls her like a ghostbuster with her like breast pumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what what she says again, it's such incredible writing. When Hannah is yelling at Marty and being like, You're bad at this, you're bad at helping me, you're you're bad you're not doing your job that's what she wants to say to herself that's how she feels about herself as a mother and she's luckily for her able to project that onto marnie and to use marnie as a punching bag because marnie has let herself be the punching bag in the situation because she realizes that hannah can't take that negative self-talk and put it to herself she's got to project it yeah. outwards it's just oh hannah, hannah's the queen of projection Ooh. That is you could say that again i've learned <laughs> Um, yeah, this scene with her and Lorene where they just like fight throughout well, the house was I definitely for me the best scene of the episode. I mean, some of the truest words of the series were spoken. Um, I mean, we start with Hannah saying that her own child is rejecting her like every other man in her life. Like, just bring that in. Why not? Mm. Um, she oh. said Marnie's judging her and being mean and Lorene says like you made the choice to have this child and your son is not a temp job you can't you can't break the lease you can't get your tuition refunded this is the one decision that you made that is for life and it's real it's so great and the another thing that's amazing about this is that like Lorene is yelling at her while dressing her dressing Hannah like a child and picking up after her like still being a mom still taking care of her while giving her tough love that she needs to hear that yeah. and the, my favorite is when she says like she's like oh i'm going hannah's like i'm going through emotional distress and lorraine's like guess what everyone is in fucking emotional distress yes i yeah. wrote that down as like literally the the line of the series that's exact everyone she said yeah you know who else is in emotional pain fucking everyone <laughs> fucking everyone like that you know true words i i think that's that's just the I don't know. That's the voice of the show. That is the crux of the show. And that's something that I think everybody, we all can often forget as we look inward at our own selves and we have our, we all have our own narcissistic tendencies. It's like, wait, everyone is going through something at all times. Yeah. And, oh, but not to be too like mean to Hannah, but like when, when Hannah's like, I'm mentally ill, I'm overweight, I'm a quitter. What if I raise that? I'm like, oh, like, that's like, like, that's what her brain does to herself. And like, maybe some of those things are more, you know, are fair, but it's her, 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 vulnerability in that moment even yeah. if she's like sort of just tossing it away is like really ugh, i don't know it's really trenchant and it's really yeah. really powerful for me to hear now it you know it just and for Lorene to be like hey like you've got to like you've got to step up to the plate you yeah. created this and you can't this didn't happen to you you made a decision let's go girl yeah yeah i mean that really just yeah my my not my biggest yeah my biggest fear is like you have a baby now and you that's you can't go back on that decision that is your life that, is, that is your life and I think your life is like making bisquick in your kitchen yeah. <laughs> like two in the Sorry. afternoon that's it, it now yeah. it is and you have to be okay with that and yet like Hannah of course like can't it becomes too real and it becomes too intense and she has to run away yeah yeah she's being such a terror um basically blames lorraine says like you showed me this dysfunctional family and that's why this is happening um and then she she leaves and walks through the neighborhood and the biggest jeans i've ever seen like honestly would be so in fashion now like literally that's like is the style like that is like again ahead of the time like those big jeans 
every Gen Z girly is like, yes, mama. But yeah. back then it was like, what is she wearing? Oh yeah. I mean, she she has a full zip up hoodie over just her bra. Her buttons on the pants are not done. Like she just buttoned the top button and she's like out on the town. Like she's walking around the neighborhood. Um, and some guy drives up and asks, like, are you okay? And she says, I'm not a hooker. <laughs> It's like, how would he know? Like, honestly, I, like, wow. I mean, that too. But he's like, I was just like, no one said you were. I was just saying you're okay. <laughs> you look like a woman in distress. And she is a woman in distress. And it was really, God, it was so, so wild. But there was, before we get to that big Hannah, like, you know, nighttime walk scene, we do have Marnie and uh, Delvin P. And we Delvin have to say, Delvin. Delvin P. This show did names better than any other show in the world. Marnie sexting with a man named Delvin P. From Weehawk in New Jersey, who is a nice personal trainer. Yeah. It's one of the better things that's ever happened in my life. And not only is she role-playing with Delvin P., she is playing a British flight attendant named Shelly. <laughs> and and uh, she's... Um... He's the pilot, and Eleven C has a problem with his dick, and she says, "Should I use the oxygen mask on his dick?" Incredible, <laughs> oh, incredible, incredible, dirty talk. Them, yes, ending each other. Yes. Just, yeah, and then Lorene walking in and being like, <laughs> "Marnie literally throwing her phone out the window." <laughs> I mean, what else can you do when Lorraine walks in? That's what Lorraine you do. In. Oh my god! Well, then the next thing that you do is you come downstairs dressed like an American Girl doll yep. in your chastity <laughs> outfit. She looks just also your like babe. Molly. Oh my I think god! Molly, maybe a little Samantha there too, but like she comes down vaping, trying to pretend like nothing happened, but then has like a, a, a mothering moment, like with Lorraine, where they could both be like totally honest and like mm-hmm. and her realizing like uh, yeah she's not happy and that maybe she needs to be happy if she wants to help her friend and help herself yeah maybe that's not too much to ask and then she looks at the formula uh box and looks at the ingredients and says it's just not that bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is so good it's like that sort of like the idea which i think is so in it and now it's like being the perfect mom but like for girls a lot of it's like being the perfect girl like how, you know all these standards and all these things that you have to live up to that society tells you and then mm-hmm. you like if you let yourself like just like step away from that it's actually not you don't it like the formula is okay you're gonna live you're gonna live it might not be perfect but you're gonna live right um then we have like the big hannah realization scene uh when she is walking around it's getting dark and she finds a like a teen girl who ran away and she's like screaming and crying and has like no pants or shoes on and um hannah says oh like let me give you my pants and shoes which crazy decision off the bat um, crazy and shoes and, and shoes, shoes. Uh, and um <laughs> i love um the the girl says these are kind of big and she said well like, yeah they're like big on me too <laughs> i thought this girl was really good in this role and i looked yeah. her up to see what she's up to now yeah. and she's a mortician's assistant no way like and she's still acting and stuff too but like she's a mortician's assistant and was giving like 
she gave like an interview in like mortician's assistant magazine like something like that i'm not that making is, this up that I is was actually like, incredible. oh my god wait i kind of love that for her that is so that is so incredible because she is so good at this scene yeah oh my god shout out to ruby rose hill um, yes ruby one rose. word yeah not to be confused with the other ruby rose <laughs> the other two ruby the roses. other two because there are two other ruby roses <laughs> Oh um, my god. We find out that the girl was just running away because her mom asked her to do her homework. It's not some, uh, as Hannah said, <laughs> I thought like you were getting diddled by your stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because it's like, of course, Hannah, and it's like, it's like sort of like damning as the girl's Hannah, because of course, Hannah would, she kind of wanted this girl to be getting diddled by yeah. her stepdad so that she could save her, so that she was important, so that she could prove that she's a hero, that she's a good person. So she, of course, like, uh, projected it made it the worst possible situation in her head without asking any things and like giving you know her pants and her shoes and then in another bad move like she's like actually give it back because you don't deserve my yes. kindness because <laughs> you were being an idiot it's just so hannah being child and mother or you know bad child bad mom both at the same time but also <laughs> then breaking through and having actually an important realization about what it means to be a mom yeah like her line like your mom will take care of you forever even though it's endless pain yeah just shot like, to the heart oh i need to call my mom right now i, I know <laughs> i mean she says like like do you think your mom wants to tell you to do her homework like that's her entire job that's her job she has other things she wants to do but like this is it so i mean she's kind of having that you know recognition recognition that this is her life now she she might want to do fun things. She might want to fuck a student, as she said yeah. earlier. But yeah, thank God. That's so sorry, funny. girl. Yeah. yeah, sorry, girl. And the fact that too, like it came out instinct. Like she didn't have to think about it. Like she started yelling at this girl like a mom. It's instinctive. Like it's now a part of her. Like it's you yeah. Know, like she yeah. had that reaction. Like even if she second guesses and doubts that she has what it takes to be a mom, it's in great. She's a mom now, so it's just yeah. there. And so that came out of just boom, like you know this rage that only a mother can feel True. and like the girl didn't think she was cool or like she wasn't trying to be like a cool you know because like two seasons ago she would have gotten her lip or her tongue pierced with this girl yes. if this girl asked her to because that's who she was you know with Maude Apatow a few seasons ago yeah and it shows some growth I just think it was such an interesting I think some people thought it was like a deuce machina like sort of a convenient that they, she runs into this girl kind of a thing but it, it I think it's more like illustrative it. than yeah I like it, it. It's it definitely I kind of do think it is a Deus Ex Machina, but yes, like thank it you. does work well. Like it's yeah. not it's it's the only sort of clunky moment in the episode, but like it works well. I can't yeah. you can't really I knock it. it. I liked it. I yeah. you know and I it, also go ahead. Oh, it does lead to the really funny and sweet scene of the cop pulling over and checking in on her. And she's like, well, I just had a kid. And he's like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure she gets home okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and the people can be, yeah, looking out for each other. And that, like, as much as Hannah was, like, the mother to this girl, she also does still, you know, uh, need to be taken care of, you know, as every yeah. human does, you know. And it's still it's still Hannah at the end of the day. It is. Um, the episode ends with Marnie and Lorene on the porch having a moment. Um, Lorene says Marnie should be a judge because Marnie, Marnie's love for rules. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like I could equate it. Uh, spoiler alert! Did anybody watch the end of um Sex Lives of Education or no? No, no, that's not what I mean. Um, Sex Education. 
<laughs> oh, I actually okay. have not seen it yet. Okay, well, there was like in the last episode a character, it's like, I want to do this with my life. And you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And for me, that was when Marnie was like, I want to go to law school. It's like, that's where your ass should have been yeah. since yeah. day one. You would thrive that in that environment. Law school. Yeah. Law school. Also shout out to Lorraine for giving up another amazing name, Patricia Domingo. Patricia yes! Domingo. <laughs> Patricia oh. Domingo. Her girlfriend who's a judge who like, is who's crazy. On, and has on four something. Christian mingled dates a week. Yes, yeah, so many Christian mingled dates. Oh God, it was a, it was such a good team because it was nice. Not that we needed to have like some big moment of closure for Marnie, but just knowing that like, oh, she like she's she's got Delvin P and in Weehawken, and she's got new dreams and like you know yeah, her sort of chaotic okay chapter. Things are gonna be okay for her. Yeah, and and it, it takes a little while. Sometimes it takes a like, you know, your mid to late 20s to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. It's like, I didn't know that because I thought when I was 22, when I watched this, I knew exactly what my life was going to be. And actually, it wasn't exactly that. I wasn't exactly right then. I mean, <laughs> yeah, still figuring it out. Still figuring it out. But it's just so, it's just so, it was just so great. I was like happy. I was happy for, I was happy for Marnie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it ends so sweetly for Hannah too. Like she comes home, she goes up to Grover and he, he latches he latches oh and yeah. the look in your eyes it's very just it, honestly yeah it it brought tears to my eyes it was a great oh. end and her like having a moment of like and not apologizing to either Lorene or Marnie but it's like sort of except it's you feel that she's sort of you know is acknowledging the fights that they had and thanking them and then being like when Grover's crying they all sort of like yeah. get up to go and Marnie's or not sorry Marnie Hannah's like no I got this this is my yeah. son I, you guys have done this shift for me. I'm going to, you know, step up and for them to connect and for it to end on this moment of it's all going to be okay, even with all of the chaos, all of the, all of the self-doubt, all of the worry, all the negativity, all of the problems, it, yes. you can connect. It can happen. And that, and that was, be it's beautiful. It's, it's something that I did not, I did not understand. I, I will say it. I did not understand in 2017. Same. And now I'm like, I mean, yeah, what a moment. What a moment. What yeah. a great episode. I mean, before we go, we need to do our final segments. Well, actually, I guess, so after discussing it, where do you, what's your, like, I don't know, reflections on the episode, reflections on the series? Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I, like, it was so good. It's so great. And, like, part of me is like, well, they could all come back in 10 years to see what they're up to. And just like that, but girl style. <laughs> yeah and it's like honestly it ends in such a way it's probably best not to touch at all if they touched it i i wouldn't be mad i would watch every episode of every second of course but it really it really was emotionally satisfying and it and i felt complete and whole and full at the end of the series finale yeah i i feel exactly the same i mean it just this is a very perfect television show that like it there are ways in which it's a little dated but I think it's aged very well and for where we are in our lives like talking about this right now the show just really hits and Completely. it's just I think it should be essential viewing for anyone who's in their mid to late 20s like it yeah just, it's the curriculum it's also sort of now a period piece because it's like millennial you know it's like it was a time it was millennial culture it was and now we're in gen z now there are 
you know, the queens of the world. And then it will be Gen Alpha and whatnot. And we keep getting further and further away from this moment, but it was such a seminal moment. And I do, oh, I want to go back there. I guess we should do our final segments for the final time, though. Sad. That is sad. So we got a fast car. You know what? We're doing, as we've said, we're doing more. We're doing Gossip Girl, and then we're going to do some like Return to Girls episodes here and there. Yeah. We have some guests who want to do girls, but yeah. as for another time, um, we're also going to watch Tiny Furniture too. Just oh, putting that so out there good. so we actually do it. That is good. Yeah. Put that on the record so you have to do it because I would love that. <laughs> um. Okay. Which girl are you in this episode? Uh, I'll go first. Just I have my immediate answer. I'm mm-hmm. Marnie insisting on singing Fast Car and also <laughs> like, getting mad and saying, like, you yelled at me for loving music. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, oh, that's so good. Oh, that's, that's really good. Um. Oh, wow. Which girl am I? Um, mm, I, I think, I, I think today in this moment, I'm Hannah asking for the jeans back, asking for the jeans I and shoes it. back, which is not great. It, that's not, that's not great. That's, I still have some growing to do, but. <laughs> oh, funny. Sometimes I, you need to. Sometimes you need to. Sometimes, you know, you realize you were too generous or too kind to somebody and, and you, and you, and you want to lash out and, and make a childish decision right back at them. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. That's me today. I think I'm definitely a Marnie in this. Like the fast car moment really uh <laughs> like her um her kind of condescending like maternalism is mm. something I've been accused of doing many times. So that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with her. Wow. Um, I I love that. Oh, oh so, I love that. And then we have fit check. I have an answer locked and loaded for this. Mer or Lorene's rock chick outfits save the best for last that sparkly yes. silver blouse was incredible what was that i mean that was really crazy that was so good uh, i guess i mean the the big episode or the big outfit i remember is is the big jeans which then turns into the the pantless like hoodie no pants kind of thing i don't know i think we need the poo for winnie the poo and i got it Oh, that's good. I gotta go. I have to be Marnie nightgown. Marnie, it's really Mar- Marnie lingerie into nightgown is so yeah so funny. Like full on <laughs> pigtails. Like de- like it was perfect. Yeah, so that's that's my. That favorite. is a great answer. I'm glad we're a girl that. who can do both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then MVP and LVP. Ooh. Uh, that's that's hard because it's less people this episode i also think they're kind of all mvps too oh I, okay i would say lvp um the doctor looking at a waterfall yes. <laughs> yeah yeah for Forget sure it. yeah that's she's out you know she or he they're lvp and i'm gonna tell mvp i'm gonna go Lorene. i think i think she provides the most valuable advice and comes in and really writes the ship that was, if not sinking, it had some holes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I I totally agree with you. But just to kind of switch things up, maybe MVP is honestly maybe maybe her motives are somewhat selfish. But Marnie, I feel mm. like real good friend hours, like good for her. 
Hannah needed her. Yeah. Uh, and then LVP was the girl who ran away because her parents told her to do her homework. Yeah, yeah. she's flopped. She flopped. <laughs> She'd be my LVP too. Um, <laughs> it would be nice to give Hannah MVP yeah. one would... final time because she yeah. did like, she had such a breakthrough moment. Um, And it's always going to be messy and hard and she is cruel and she's going to lash out at people. But she also like, she ends on such a triumphant note that yeah, I, I would like to recognize that yeah. give it to give it to hannah i almost said lvp grover but i was like no he's a baby <laughs> no. and that's the hannah that's the hannah and me jumping out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but no that's no mvp hannah for sure and that's man what an episode what a show what a series oh. what a perfect what a what a gem we were so lucky to live in the world when girls was happening i yeah. agree i agree I mean, I, just yeah. up. thank and thank you, Chris, for like coming back and also just ringing in the finale with such grace. This was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, truly, really thank perfect, you. The perfect conversation to round out the oh yeah, wow. our girls' adventure. It's been a pleasure, and I, you know, I can't wait for what's to come. We're all, I think, we're all gonna be okay. Just like <laughs> I think yeah, we're all like gonna Anna. be okay. <laughs> just like Anna. Um, and thank you all the listeners for being with us on this journey. It's crazy to talk about 62 episodes of one television show, but the fan response has been so great. We've gotten such great listener questions. Um, just, yeah, really, we're very appreciative of all of it. So uh, yeah. excited to go on the next chapter, but to close, this one feels a little bittersweet for sure. But I, I'll say it again, we're not closing it we're reserving we're, we can open it as we please yeah. say that i just i refuse for things to end i think that's what yeah no girls is gonna come back right like we said that <laughs> nothing and ends we, nothing's over we will nothing be covering for sure the lena will sharp um meg Stalter oh. show yes for netflix when that comes out. uh three queens i love yeah. that i'm so excited all right well we will so general timeline update we'll be doing some content the next few weeks before um gossip girl but uh look forward to that kind of early to mid-february i think is the general timeline um but we'll be back next week with some something something, yeah (laughs) something 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 to talk about all right well uh until then uh goodbye everyone bye